Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Happy holidays, everyone. Welcome back to the lightninginsider.com podcast. Eric Erlinson here from lightninginsider.com that's the website that's where you find my written work going to touch on the 4 to 1 victory for Tampa Bay over the Columbus Blue Jackets to close out a 6 game homestand a season long 6 game homestand with a record of 5 and 110 out of a possible 12 points and let's face it they were one Vili Huso third period spectacular performance away from picking up all 12 points on this road trip, or on this homestand rather, uh, before they head out on a road trip for the first time, uh, really it's just the second time since the beginning of November that they're heading out on the road, but we'll touch on that a little bit um, on the end of this episode here as we look back on a 4-1 victory. Nikita Kucherov, ho-hum, just another three-point night for Kucherov. Brandon Hagel, a couple of goals and an assist. Braden Point with a game winner. Pierre-Edouard Belmar picks up his first goal of the season to open the scoring in the first period. And it was kind of a, you, you know, this wasn't a trap game for Tampa Bay, but it was one where they had to have their radar up because it's the last game of a long homestand. You're heading out on the road for a week right before the Christmas break. And you're facing a Columbus team that is down near the bottom of the standings. They're going through a tough time right now. They had a game last week where they gave up nine goals, had to have a players-only meeting. Uh, their their blue line is, is absolutely decimated by injuries as they're missing four of their top six defensemen, including uh, Zach Wierenski, their number one guy, Adam Boquist. A guy they picked up from Chicago. Also out, Jake Bean, a former first-round draft pick of the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, also out. So, you know, you're you're looking at all of that if you're anybody, especially if you're somebody on the outside, looking at it going, there's no way the Lightning are going to lose this game. There's no way. It's not going to happen. But your radar had to be up because, you know, if you don't, if you don't put pucks in net, the Blue Jackets have guys who can, right? So uh, all the injuries they have on the back end, but you still have Johnny Gaudreau up front. You have Patrick Laine up front, Jack Roslevic. You have uh, Kent Johnson, former first-round draft pick. You have Cole Sillinger, former first-round draft pick. They got some guys, Boone Jenner, uh, who who can score. You know, they their their forward group is is pretty good, uh, not deep, 
but some elite guys up there that that can score and you know Johnson and Sillinger are still kind of you know new in this league kind of finding their way but they're very talented players so yeah you're absolutely your radar had to be up because if you didn't play like you you know you're supposed to or, or like you should or you know you let a team like that sort of hang around a little bit it can come back to bite you and good enough start dominated possession dominated scoring chances everything you would expect in the first period uh, had the one nothing lead probably could have had uh, one or two more I mean Danil Tarasov who started the game in net for Columbus had a brilliant save on Nikita Kucherov to rob him of a power play goal uh, in the first period. Uh, so they could have had a couple of more goals, could have had a, a, a more sizable lead. And then the second period, Columbus just went to work, which a team in their situation, I mean, look, in a lot of ways, this is kind of their their Stanley Cup, right? They're not making the playoffs this year. You know, the question is going to be is, is are they going to be this bad, this poor all year to stay in the – draft lottery and, and end up with you know a, you know one of the first two picks you know the thing with the blue jackets is they've always been just good enough to not be bad you know even the year um, you know the lot the couple years they made the playoffs 2019 of course um, when they they took out the lightning in the first round in 2020 when they face a lightning in the first round you know, they were never good enough to make deep runs, but they never bad enough to, to bottom out. And, uh, you know, you wonder if this is a year that they're going to bottom out to try and grab or, you know, stay in a lottery contention where, you know, Connor Bedard or Adam Fantilli uh, are the projected number one and number two players uh, on the draft board once we get to, to June. So, um, but they work hard and, if you know they're playing this game like it's a super no, Super Bowl blue Stanley Cup final in some ways because their season has not gone well. They've had struggles. They have not been able to string together anything, and then their injuries just uh, again just kind of really put a big damper on their lineup, uh, and that's where they are. But. That's why a game like this, knowing that, hey, they can feel good about themselves if they could beat the Tampa Bay Lightning, right? If you could kind of put something together and find a way to win this type of a game, uh, you know, but to do it, they were going to have to work hard, and they did in the second period. You know, they did a pretty good job of keeping Tampa Bay to the outside and the offensive zone, and then they cycled the the puck very well in that second period, uh, especially a lot of high cycle plays that they created to keep the puck in the zone. The Lightning were chasing the puck uh, for a good portion of that second period, and what we ended up seeing was a lot of chip and change, so the Lightning weren't able to spend time in the offensive zone to try and create anything. You know, at one point, the shots in the second were 11-2. Not that the Lightning were giving up a ton of scoring chances in that situation. They, they weren't. Uh, you know, but Columbus did have the puck a lot, and they were, you know, you know, keeping Tampa Bay in the defensive zone uh, for a good stretch of time. So, um, you know, they 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 made Tampa Bay work, and were outworking Tampa Bay. And uh, the second period felt like it was a a slog 
to try and push through, to try and find a way to get through it. Columbus ends up scoring a tying goal. Um, you know, in the second period to make it one-one. Uh, and I, but I think the Lightning built some momentum off of a third, uh, late second period power play that that carried somewhat into the third period. You know, they had four just top-notch opportunities on that power play, moved the puck well. Uh, both units, the number one unit and the second, uh, number two unit, found ways to create and and uh, get pucks to the net and create some tip chances, some scramble plays, uh, those type of situations to put themselves in position to score. And it's one of those, they don't score on it, but it is one of those momentum-building type power play opportunities uh, for the Lightning in that situation. And uh, and I think it carried over into the third. And you, you knew that the next goal was going to be important as it goes without saying, right? It's a 1-1 game in the third period. And, uh, you know, if Columbus gets the next goal, they're feeling really good about themselves. And if the Lightning get the next goal, well, maybe Columbus sags a little bit. And it was it was Tampa Bay that ended up with the, the go-ahead goal, Braden Point, once again uh, coming through. He had a couple of moments in this game. I don't know if he was still feeling it off that spectacular goal that he scored the other night, um, you know, in, in the win against Seattle. Uh, but he, you, you could see he's, when he's generating speed and he's coming through the neutral zone, uh, he is, um, he has to be putting fear in, in the back of, uh, the minds of defensemen right now with how much he can come in and and create, uh, off the rush, in those situations. He had a couple of those moments where he basically said, I'm, I'm going to try and win this game. That's not how that, the, the eventual game winning goal was scored, but he did score it on a nice play from the, from that line uh, that produced uh, three of the four goals tonight, an empty netter at the end. Uh, but you know, a good play as, as Nikita Kucherov comes across the zone, he actually lost uh, the puck or, or had a, a pass attempt uh, disrupted. He was able to collect it, find Brandon Hagel off to his right. Hagel finds uh, Braden Point cutting to the net. And actually, Braden Hagel's pass was disrupted a little bit as well uh, before Braden Point was able to kind of corral the puck and, and push it past uh, Tanisov uh, to put Tampa Bay in front. Uh, and then you get a, uh, a Brandon Hagel goal off of, uh, again, another nice play by Nikita Kucherov who found a way once again he's he's kind of smothered uh, off near the boards and yet he's somehow able to get a puck through a couple of Columbus defensemen a couple of defenders right onto the tape of Hagel who delivers a nice wrist shot uh, to put Tampa Bay up 3-1 and it's it's game over uh, really from that point Columbus did uh, pull the goaltender to, to you know try and get back in the game and you know, that's where Kucherov is uh, at center ice by himself, reads the play, puck comes up to him, and he just slowly makes his way into the offensive zone and waits for Hagel to come uh, and gives Hagel the puck there, and uh, Hagel finished it off. It was it was funny. When I asked Hagel about that after the game, um, you know, because I asked the question, you don't ever want to, you know, question what Nikita Kucherov is doing the puck, but were you surprised by how much he kind of slowed up and waited for you to come? He said, yeah, I was. Uh, 
but you know, I was going to keep going and in hindsight, maybe I should have given it back to him was his words in that situation. But, uh, he said he would take the empty net goal and he ends up uh, with two goals on the night and uh, Tampa Bay closes out a five and one homestand. It's the longest homestand of the season for Tampa Bay. And, uh, you know, they, 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 they did what they had to do, you know, they found ways to win games on this homestand. I delve into it a little bit deeper on the uh, the website version of the story from this game. Uh, kind of get into some numbers and, and what they were able to accomplish on this homestand as they head out onto the road. Uh, so, again, if you're not subscribed to my site, landinginsider.com, use the code PODCAST when you sign up for $10 off the first year of a yearly subscription. Uh, as I get into, again, not necessarily this game in particular, but uh, more about the homestand as they now head up to uh, Montreal on Friday to start a four-game homestand against or a road trip against the Canadians starting on Saturday. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. A couple of other observations from this game. Uh, Steven Stamkos did not register a point, so his scoring streak ends at 14 games. Uh, you were wondering if he was going to get out there on uh, the empty net situation and, and even <laughs> even kind of joked that maybe with Kucherov having so much space and, and time with the puck squirting free to him uh, in the neutral zone that you know maybe perhaps uh, somebody should have changed and let... Um, Stamkos out onto the ice uh, to come up with that empty net goal, but uh, that would have been kind of it, 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 it would have been uh, scrutinized for how it happened, but uh, either way, uh, his scoring streak does end at 14 games second longest in franchise history all by himself. He had tied uh, both Marty St. Louis and Vinny Prosper at 13 games before he extended it uh, with the goal uh, against the Kraken uh, the other night. Um, but uh, the only the only uh, game that was longer, only streak longer, is 18 points or 18 games with a point that uh, Stamkos did in the 2009-2010 season. So it comes to an end, not not without a lack of trying. I can tell you that you could tell early in the game with the power play chance they were trying to feed Stamkos, almost forcing pucks to Stamkos, which you don't want to do. Like, I understand the thought process, but I don't think you want to do that, especially when it's a 1-1 game or a 1-0 game. Like, you, you, maybe you look to do those type of situations when it's, you know, when you have a little bit of a bigger lead, right? Maybe you look for them. It just felt like they were trying to force those uh, early on uh, in the game. And, uh, and, look, he's chasing 500 goals as well. Uh, maybe they were looking to, for him to be... Alex Ovechkin and hit a milestone with a hat trick because he didn't need a hat trick to 
reach number 500 tonight. He sits three away from that 500th goal. And, of course, now with the team going on a four-game road trip, uh, you don't wonder, um, you know, if it comes on the road, it, it's never going to take away from the moment, moment but it, it's certainly more special, I think, for players to do stuff like that on home ice at courts. He picked up his 1,000th point on the road in the game in Philadelphia uh, at the end of November. Uh, you know, there. So we'll, we'll see how the road trip goes uh, for that. But, you, you know, you don't want to force these situations. You, you just want them to kind of happen. If you can, and then if you know if the if the score starts to get a certain way, and then you start thinking about things, maybe a little bit differently. But you don't want to cheat the game uh, in that in that aspect. So um, you know that was the case with Steven Stamkos tonight. Uh, no Mikhail Sergachev in this game. Uh, if you listen to the last podcast, there was some concern as he came off the ice late on Tuesday against the Kraken. He took a shot off the back of his hand. He did practice. On Friday, he went through the full practice. I actually had a chance to sit down and talk to Mikhail for a story that I'm working on um, about how he's kind of matured in a lot of ways and taking on some of the minutes that he has, especially after Ryan McDonough was was traded and and things that he's done. Uh, So be on the lookout for that story on the website. I was hoping to write it Friday for Saturday, but uh, with his injury situation, we'll have to see where that goes might have to kind of put it on the back burner for a few days uh, but that's that's in the works uh, for something he had some really good stuff to say uh, including about um, you know how why he's so hard on himself it's interesting to kind of get into his mindset in a lot of ways uh, so again that story will be coming out uh, somewhat soon we'll see where things go on the road trip but uh, officially listed as upper body day to day. Uh, did not play in this game. Doesn't sound right now anyway, as uh, I record this, that there's any concern. He is going to travel with the team. And I did ask John Cooper after the game uh, you know, what his status might be. And he said as of right now, there was no concern beyond Thursday night. You know, this, this coaching staff, this training staff tends to air on the side of caution sometimes. You know, maybe woke up today, was a little bit sore. He did skate again. It was an optional skate uh, Thursday morning, but he did take to the ice. He was out there, you know, working, you know, with the stick and everything. So there wasn't any necessary limitations. Maybe there's some grip issues. You know, he he had one of his fingers kind of wrapped after practice yesterday or or on on Wednesday, rather, um, with... uh, you know, with the hand situation, but the good news is, is it doesn't sound like it's a concern at this moment. I know Paul Kennedy. I, some people have told me had mentioned in the pregame on Bally that it was a broken hand. I don't believe it's a broken hand. I believe it's a finger situation. Uh, again, I don't know if it's broken or not. I, I, I don't think so. Um, it could be though. You know, if it's just if it's just one finger, uh, but we'll have to kind of see where things go. But right now, it's not uh, overly. Uh, an over over concern with where things are at with Mikhail, uh, but he did not play in this game, uh, which was interesting because the number two power play. You know, you you wonder who's going to take that. In years past, it was always Ryan McDonough who would go out there and work with the number two power play unit. We've seen Cal Foot do it here early 
in the season as well when Victor Hedman missed a couple of games. Uh, of course, Cal Foot was scratched tonight. So Nick Perbix was the guy working that number two power play unit. And uh, i got to tell you, he looked pretty comfortable out there. He looked like he, uh, he, knew what he knew what he was doing. Not that that's a knock on him. I'm not suggesting he can't do it. It's just we haven't seen him do it, right? You know, you, you talk about trust that guys start to build up from the, you know, with the coaching staff and, and roles that they put them in and, 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 you know, give them things that what can they handle, how do they handle it, you know, does, does things, are, are things coming too fast for guys? Uh, and, and we're seeing in Nick Perbix just the steady uh, buildup in his game, as steady in his confidence and everything he does. Uh, you know, paired with Victor Hedman nowadays on a pretty consistent basis here the last week or so. Uh, I think that the D pairings are starting to kind of figure themselves out here a little bit. I think the, the pairing of Cole and, and Chernak has been very good. Uh, Eric Chernak looks more comfortable playing alongside a guy like Ian Cole, who is more of a you know stay-at-home style defenseman, you know, plays that type of game. And Eric Chernak just looks more comfortable uh, in that situation than maybe next to a Victor Hedman or even a Mikhail Sergachev. You know, which then leaves Sergachev with Bogosian or Sergachev with Foot. Uh, you know, when they when they dress, uh, depending on which defenseman they dress. Um, but you know, we'll we'll have to see where things go with Sergachev and uh, you know his injury status. And uh, but Nick Perbix looked pretty comfortable out there uh, in finding uh, a groove, um, created some chances, and you know he just. You just watch Nick Perbix more and more, and, and you see the comfort level that he has and why the coaching staff continues to give him opportunities and put him in situations. And as long as he continues to thrive or, you know, perform, play well, you know, he's going to continue to get those opportunities. And, uh, you know, he did it again tonight on the number two power play. And Pierre Edward Belmar, I know a lot of people have been down on him this year, but it was good to see him get his first goal he was uh <laughs> he was joking in the locker room after the game after we were done uh, asking him some questions he goes is that it I'm not gonna see you guys for another 50 games is that all the questions you have uh, so it was good to see him uh, in an upbeat mood uh, after scoring his first goal of the year four guys on this homestand by the way scored their first goals of the season uh, one of them was not Anthony Sorelli, which is uh, probably the most surprising of that. But you had Pat Maroon score his first goal of the year. Eric Chernak got his first. Uh, Vlad Nemestikov got his first goal. And then, of course, tonight, uh, Pierre Edward Belmar scored his first goal of the season. And, uh, you know, one of those things, one of those trends that, that show up sometimes as he finds uh, or as, as those guys you know, find their way onto the score sheet. Players can say what they want. They see a goose egg next to their name, you know, here 29 games into the regular season uh, in the goal ledger. Um, They're going to tell you it doesn't bother them, especially for forwards. But I assure you they know it. They're aware of it. You know, you can see it when Nemestikov scored his goal, his reaction, because he is not an emotional guy whatsoever 
you know, when Pat Maroon scored it, you could see what the relief was for him to to notch that first goal of the season, especially with a lot of the chances Pat Maroon had had uh, leading up to that goal the other night against Florida. And then Chernak, you know, he's a defenseman. He's not known for scoring a ton of goals, but, you know, it, it feels good to, to finally put one in that column. And it's the same for Pierre Edward Belmar, who, you know, talked about it finding the the back of the net there and and kind of getting rewarded so um again four guys in the six games uh record their first goal of the season and the next one you're waiting for now is Sorelli and his is just coming I thought we were going to get it tonight I I felt that he was going to get the game winner oh he had a great chance I drew a penalty uh I I actually thought it was Braden Point at first because he came up with so much speed and cut across the uh the top of the net uh, the top of the crease rather uh, creating a scoring chance coming across, uh, he, you know, he looked like Braden Point. Obviously, he's taller than Point, but he, that's it looked like a play that Point uh, would do. So you, you sense that that goal is coming for Sorelli as well. But he has played so well since he came back. It it feels like he's been back all year, but he's only been back since Game One of this homestand, which started, you know, almost two weeks ago with the game against the Maple Leafs. That was his first game of the season. It's hard to imagine that he missed the time he did by watching the way that he has performed and played here uh, since he's come back. So um, interesting uh, to see how it's changed the Lightning lineup here in a lot of ways and just gives him a different feel and a different look with uh, number 71 back in the middle uh, and kind of really rounding out the depth that this team is going to need. You're going to need depth throughout the season and uh, Sorelli certainly brings that uh, hey uh, real quick John Cooper even mentioned that uh, Rudolph Balsers Rudy Balsers is actually going to travel with the team of course he's been on LTI for a while it'll be interesting to see what happens with him when he's healthy because we know uh, him going on LTI is what allowed with all the roster moves the Lightning had to do, uh, allowed Anthony Sorelli to be activated. Uh, so we'll we'll have to keep an eye on things here moving forward uh, to see where Balsers fits in when he's healthy to go. He's not quite there yet, and probably not before uh, Christmas. There's only a week here before the Christmas break. Uh, then the team is off for uh, the 24th, the 25th, and the 26th. They try uh, practice on the 27th before Christmas. Uh, getting back to the eight, uh, ice on the 28th and the 29th and on New Year's Eve uh, leading into the end of the month and coming out of their Christmas break. Um, all right, this four-game road trip, uh, interesting trip at this time of the year. Coming off of the six-game homestand, now they go out for you know, four on the road. And actually, they've really been home since November, right? They had that stretch where seven out of nine were at home had single road games, then had a three-game road trip, and then have been home for the six-game homestand since the beginning of December. Now they go out for four. Again, starts Saturday in Montreal. They then go to Toronto, which should be a fun game on Tuesday. They will be in Detroit on Wednesday, the 21st. And then they close it out with a game on December the 23rd against the Buffalo Sabres. All those are 7 p.m. starts um, for the Lightning here. And, you know, looking ahead to Montreal, struggle in the standings. 
for the Canadians, there's no doubt. Cole Caulfield, though, is a scoring machine right now. He's back to being goal Caulfield. Marty St. Louis has unlocked something in him. He's 17, 18 goals on the season so far. And you go back to when Marty took over for the Canadians last year. Uh, and, and what's happened with Caulfield. I mean, Caulfield was sent down to the minors at one point last year as a, his rookie year. Of course, he was part of the Canadians team that made the Stanley Cup Finals. He came up late after his season was over in college and joined the Canadians. He was a goal-scoring machine. He was a big part of their playoff run in the Stanley Cup Final. Uh, struggled last year. Uh, you know, they've got the number one overall draft pick this year, Uri Slavkovsky. Um, was actually benched for most of the third period on Thursday against Anaheim. I uh, saw a comment from Marty St. Louis about, uh, you know, he just felt that other guys were, uh, you know, giving the team a better chance to win. So, you know, another number one overall draft pick. You know, they've gotten, uh, you know, the Canadians have kind of added some talent. You know, Caulfield's come to life. Uh, obviously, Audi uh, Slavkovsky. Uh, they bring in Sean Monahan, who's hurt right now. Kirby Dock from Chicago, former first-round draft pick of the Blackhawks. Um, you know, so they're, they're kind of building. Uh, and definitely in a rebuild mode are the Canadians. Uh, so that game is coming up on Saturday. It's always a fun atmosphere at the Bell Center. Whenever the Lightning are up there, uh, should be a, another another you know good test here to start the road trip because you can't look ahead to the game into Toronto, which is obviously going to be a big one. It's going to grab some headlines. A good thing there's a couple of days off in between because they'll be able to focus in on Montreal and then worry about Toronto when they get there. Uh, they'll practice uh, in Toronto on Monday, and then, of course, the game is on Tuesday. Uh, failed to mention Brian Elliott once again. Seventh straight win for Brian Elliott. Uh, was mildly surprised that he started the game, specifically with the um, back-to-back situation coming next week. You figure Elliott gets the game in Detroit on that back-to-back, but uh, he's played very well. Played well again. Uh, against the Blue Jackets to pick up the win. Uh, I was only mildly surprised because the pattern has basically been, if there's you know no back-to-back situations, that Andre Vasilevsky starts four or five games, and then Elliott starts. Uh, but now, with Elliott getting the start against Columbus, you know Vasilevsky played Tuesday, Elliott played Thursday, Vasilevsky's going to play Saturday, Vasilevsky's going to play... Tuesday, which means Elliott's going to play again on Wednesday, and then Vazzy will get the, the start in Buffalo almost certainly uh, to close out that road trip. But uh, you know, Brian Elliott uh, earning the opportunity to play more, and if he continues to perform and play like this, and, and you can take advantage of that, uh, where he can win you some games and put the team in position to win games and give Andre Vasilevsky a rest because he's played a ton of hockey. You know, counting the playoffs and all the minutes he's played, the high leverage hockey that he's played in particular, uh, any sort of form of rest, I think, is a positive for the Lightning. And uh, you know, Elliot's been able to perform that way once again. Sadly, I did not get anybody to notice my tie. Uh, if you saw my pregame vibe video tonight, was my Bugs Bunny Christmas tie. 
I got a couple of comments from other people, but uh, no no media scrum mentions of it, no John Cooper mention of it. So uh, that's the only, uh, other than Stamkos not picking up a point, that's perhaps uh, the most disappointing part of the outcome against Columbus. Uh, but either way, Tampa Bay closes out the homestand with a 5-1 and one record in the six games as they head out onto the road for some key, key division matchups uh, moving forward. So, all right, that is going to wrap it up for me here on this episode. Uh, again, don't forget that coupon code if you're not signed up for the website podcast is the coupon code $10 off the first year of a yearly subscription. Uh, don't forget to the pregame skate show, myself and Bobby, the chief Taylor, one hour before every game. So one hour uh, with each of these games on the road trips, so we'll be on the air at six o'clock. That's on the strike 102.5 HD channel two lightning radio on uh, lightning radio 24 seven on the tune in network, whether that's on the app or on your desktop uh, as well at tunein.com. Uh, I will also do the last call for these road games. I will be with Greg Linelli on Saturday, and then it should be Chief for the other three games as well. That's uh, that's an interactive show. If you have questions, you know you can always use the old hashtag Ask EE uh, or respond to the, uh, the the Twitter update from Bolts Radio. Uh, we can get your questions on that show as well. So that's the last call, uh, which will be after all four of these road games. All right. Thanks as always for listening and the support and we'll check in and chat soon. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi or seven up all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.